0: Welcome to the Inspired Riding Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. In this podcast, I want to share with you Bentley's story. Bentley was a 16-3 hand, Oldenburg, their bread cross. He was brought to me in 2005, owned by a lovely family. And the son was a teenager, and he had been showing him in dressage. And he suddenly lost interest in riding. And his mother was looking to get brave and start riding him. Now, the reason she was nervous around him is this horse was... Absolutely wonderful to ride, but on the ground, he was one of the scariest horses I had ever worked with. He would lunge and try and bite you. He would just try to barrel into you. He was just overall really grumpy. Now, there are many reasons why this was going on. And in 2005, I was still a fairly new trainer, and I was living in California at the time. And growing up in New York and then moving to California, Most horses lived predominantly in stalls and they would get turned out just once in a while each day. So if they're lucky, they could be out maybe half the day. Sometimes they'd only get an hour turnout and then they'd be stuck in their little stalls. So I look back on it now and I think it's just the saddest thing ever, especially now that my horses have acres to walk around and move around and be like real horses. So if you can imagine, a 16-3 hand Horse that was very competitive and really bu- brilliant to ride, but all that energy was just pent up. And he was very prone to gas colic because he couldn't move and get the gas out of his body. So, needless to say, he had very good reason to be kind of grumpy on the ground with us. And it wasn't until later that I finally discovered the reason. But in the meantime, I was just trying to manage his energy. So whenever I would approach him, I'd have a stick in my hand just to hold it up in case he were to lunge and bite me so I could protect myself. And at the time, it worked, even though I was still kind of nervous being around him. He didn't really enjoy being brushed. He just wanted you to put the saddle on and and the bridle and get going. And so I would ride him a little bit, and riding him was amazing. He knew so many things. He was trained to first-level dressage, and he was actually a jumper in his younger age and so I got to do fun things with him but when it came to working with the mother of the owner she would just be trembling at the mounting block and I would have to go really slow with her and let her know that it was totally fine to take our time and even if she just sat on him for like 10 seconds and then hopped off that would be totally fine. So we did that for several sessions, and it got to where she could sit on him and then walk around for a minute or two and then hop off. And I encouraged her not to let her ego get involved, just be really cool with slow progress like that. And after about four or five sessions like that, eventually start she started feeling comfortable walking on her own. And then within a few months, she was trotting and having a great time. After a while, it felt like She was ready to move him on, and we found one of my students to lease him, so we used him in my lesson program, and this lovely young lady was leasing him for a while and had a great time. And then circumstances were that we needed to move Barnes, and I needed to figure out what to do with Bentley next because he wasn't actually mine, and I really enjoyed working with him, but I knew that he wasn't able to move to the new location. So eventually my husband and I decided that we wanted to buy him. And one of the main reasons was he was actually really good buddies with my husband's horse, Bugsy. And they would actually lock lips. They were just so cute together. And I just felt like we really needed to take him so that way we wouldn't separate those two. So we worked out a payment plan for Bentley. And as each check would go through, this horse started to transform. He started to relax around me and realize that he was actually part of a herd. And that was one of the most beautiful things, to see that transformation, knowing that he really belonged with us. Before that, there was just that hesitation, like he didn't know where his place was in the world. And it was just such an honor when that final check went through for him to just kind of let down his guard more. And I remember the first time he came up to me, and I didn't feel any more fear. And he just, like, wanted a hug. It was the sweetest thing. So fast forward now, we moved to Texas, and we found a property where he could be out in a herd with other horses. And it was 10 acres in the woods. And this horse was just in his element. I mean, he became this big puppy dog of a horse. Like I could just walk up and hug him, not have to worry about him biting me or lunging at me. And it was the most beautiful thing to see. So we continued riding him. I used him in many, many lessons, and he was an excellent teacher. So much so that he would actually get annoyed at me if I got too close to him in the arena. He would give me a look and say, um, I'm the teacher here. You can back away now. <laughs> it was really funny. So he taught children, he taught adults, and he even taught some students how to jump a little bit. But he would still get a little excited afterwards. And that was the only time people fell off is like he would jump and then he would want to do this tiny little buck that they weren't ready for. And they would just do this really slow mo ro- slow motion roll off of him. And um, then he would stand there and look at them like, oops, I'm sorry, didn't mean that. <laughs> but overall, he was super steady, really quiet, and he loved children. I remember there was a uh, five-year-old that was learning how to ride. And it was her first time off the lunge line attempting to trot on him. Now, if you can imagine, five years old, little tiny thing on this huge sixteen three hand horse. And he just kept looking back at me like, are you sure we should trot? Can she handle my trot? <laughs> so bless this horse, he ended up doing the fastest walk possible. And it was like he was pretending to trot. And finally, I just kind of shook my lunge whip a little bit and said, it's okay, just go for it. <laughs> and he started to trot and she did the most perfect posting ever. And he was like, oh, oh okay, I guess you can handle it. <laughs> this little girl is so wonderful. And she now has her own pony and she's much older now and she does great with him. So it's just fun to think back on the evolution of how long it takes for children to progress with their riding and then know that my sweet Bentley was able to give her a beautiful start. So there were many wonderful years we had together in Texas where he would do lessons, and we even took him to clinics and little shows, and he just excelled at all of it. And then eventually we moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and when we got there, he was starting to get a little bit where he was showing his age, and a lot of times... He would let me ride him, and then there were other times where he would just say, yeah, I don't think so, not today. And I would honor that. And he loved just hanging out and enjoying the scenery. So we had about three acres for him to roam around on. And then eventually, he started to colic a lot more, and we realized it had a lot to do with having issues with ulcers. And ulcers is a really big deal that many people overlook, and it's just something that Now I almost treat for just in case. So we treated him and it got a little better and then it got a little worse and then it got a little better. And eventually we got to a point where he just looked at me and said, mom, I've had enough. Like I could feel it. And I even confirmed with a couple of my other friends who are also animal communicators. And as hard as it was, I had to honor that his body was just done and his spirit is always with me. And actually, the next day after he passed, I kept hearing the word dragon. And I was like, dragon? Well, yeah, I mean, he had a fiery energy about him. That makes sense. But then the next day, (laughs) I was feeding the horses. And I'm not kidding you, a dragonfly landed directly on my cheek. And I went, oh, dragonfly ah, Bentley's showing me a sign he's still with me. <laughs> I thought that was magnificent. And so now anytime I'm near his grave, I see a dragonfly almost every time. It's pretty amazing. So I love seeing those little signs to remind me that he's always there with me and encouraging me. And I think another part of him telling me it was okay to go is he saw me riding Pepper and he felt like he could pass the torch on to him. And I knew, I knew that... He knew that I was going to be okay. So that was just a beautiful gift. So that was just a a short little story about Bentley. I've got plenty others, but I just wanted to kind of introduce him to you guys and know that it's an honor to have these horses in our lives, and it's an honor to them when we recognize when it's their time to leave this planet. And so if you're going through that right now, I just wanted to send you love and know that in your heart you will know the right decision. And do not let guilt take over. Their spirit will live on and they will continue to touch base with you if you get quiet enough and listen. Well, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Feel free to reach out to me if you have ideas for others. And you can check me out on my website, inspiredriding.com. You can also find me on facebook.com forward slash inspiredriding. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. May the horse be with you always.